0: YoMTG Taps is brought to you by StarCityGames.com. The next stop on the Star City Games Open Series is coming up soon in Baltimore, Maryland. On June 25th and 26th, join hundreds of other players to battle it out in the standard Legacy and Draft Open to compete for the glory, the money, and the prestige of moving up the ranks in the SCG Players Club. With side events galore and live coverage courtesy of SCG Live, it'll be an action-packed weekend that you won't want to miss. So make plans to join Star City Games and YoMTG Taps in Baltimore, and we'll see you there.
1: Episode 69 of YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. Joey Pasco's taking the week off because he was busy in Denver uh, covering the Star City Games Open series down there or over there or wherever there is. Uh, so we have a special guest co host today. Would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Adam Staborski, uh, writer of Series Sun on dailymtg.com, uh, a weekly column on Gathering Magic. I'm the editor of Casual Content over at Quiet Speculation. I have my own blog. No, I don't sleep.
1: (laughs) So you've been telling me you were really busy. Uh, So yeah, so uh, we're here today, and uh, as I (laughs) described it uh, to Adam earlier, this is Casual Friday. We're going to talk about uh, the Commander spoilers that are coming out, um, and the the new Commander decks that will be released, uh, having uh, launch parties all this weekend, uh, as you're hearing this. Pretty exciting time uh, For the casual community It's cool to see Wizards uh, Supporting a format like this um, You know Started as EDH And uh, now Wizards Changed the name to Commander But it's still the same uh, The same feel And it's cool to see Some new cards for it uh, So we're going to definitely Talk about some of those um, But first Adam wanted to uh, Talk a little bit about Something called The Community Cube
0: Yeah it's uh It's a project that um, Trick Jarrett uh, Gathering Magic and I Uh have been working on. Uh, We did some planning and and now we're in the stages of get everything rolled out and uh, uh, voted on. Basically, the community cube is being set up by you guys in the community. So if you're interested in cubing or um, it's something that you've been curious about, uh, this is an excellent time to check it out. Uh, It should be a feature article up every Wednesday on Gathering Magic uh, out through uh, to Gen Con uh, where it'll be going public. And it's a cube that... Unlike other cubes where, you know, it's one person and they hold on to it and, you know, you really cube with that person. Uh, this cube is actually meant to travel. It'll be all commons uh, because obviously it's traveling from magic player to magic player. But it's something that's meant to be shared, uh, drafted. Somebody else takes it, drafts with other people. Somebody else takes it, flies back across the country to another event, starts all over. You know, it's just uh, it's just something to, to bring the community together, uh, something to look forward to at, at events. Um, you'll be able to keep track of it on the Facebook page course, uh, you know you can always uh, follow it on Twitter. There are plenty of updates, so uh, check it out. Uh, just in time this week uh, should be if this episode is going up this Friday, uh, you should be able to take a vote on uh, some of the um, some of the changes on which cards should be included in the queue, and kind of the direction that um, some of the cuts and card additions that we're looking for should be going in. So check it out, provide some feedback, and hope to uh, hope to see you. F- looking forward to it.
1: That's pretty awesome. That's a really cool concept. Uh, as soon as you mentioned that it was going to be traveling, it's like, man, I want to get that uh, to one of our Thursday night things that we do at my house. Because um, so we do like a Thursday night like playtesting group, and uh, it'd be really fun to one uh, one Thursday draft the community cube. That'd be really wild.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's exactly kind of the thing it's meant for. It. You know, you take it home, show your buddies. One of your buddies is going, you know, going down to Orlando, going out to one of the Star City opens. That's exactly what it's for just take it with you keep it moving,
1: yeah did you want to say anything else about that or are you are you, you guys looking for cards actively um...
0: yeah we we will be um that announcement will kind of come out you know once we once we have the finalized list you know it doesn't make sense to start asking for cards because we're not really a hundred percent sure on what cards are needed yet you know the the rough lists are there uh, you know you can definitely see it um you know it's a Google document everybody can, can see it the link will be up in the article so you can take a look and see what's going on, and uh, once that's really refined and it's to the point where we're ready to physically put it together, um, that's, when, uh, that's when we'll put out a call for cards. And those will all go
1: to Trick, who is the, who's, who's the guy attending Gen Con. Cool. So, moving on, uh, we've got these Commander decks coming out this weekend. Uh, pretty exciting. What do you think?
0: I'm trying to contain myself, because I kind of <laughs> feel like I want to just, like, rip my chest out. Like, Indiana Jones style. Uh, I think it's the Temple of Doom when the guy, you know, the, the priest... Kalima! Kalima! Yeah I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm about to do that to myself.
1: Just
0: It's completely uh, out of this world. Just totally awesome. When they announced this back in December, I was... You know, I, I was not surprised in the sense that this wasn't happening. Because, hey, cool. Commander Decks, you know, it's the most popular casual format they've done. Two summers of kind of supporting, you know... uh the multiplayer type environments, you know, the one where there's these chaotic effects going, overlapping, you know, the plane chase release, then arch enemy where you get to be empowered and you get to fight multiple friends at the same time. You know, that, that one versus many type uh, thing that often just happens to, to happen in multiplayer games. You know, the one guy is being overpowering and you've got to team up to beat him down. So, right. You know, the supporting commander definitely makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really, really proud to be to be part of the you know, the excitement and being able to, to talk about it and preview a card. And it's just, you know, I don't want to sound like I take set releases, you know, and, and normal previews, quote unquote, for, for granted, because I really don't, you know, it's, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing place to write for, uh, for wizards. But, um, just being able to, to, to share in this excitement and be just as excited as, as everybody else and hear my friends talk about it the way they do. And, um, just the, the insane speculation, just, I mean, even competitive players are just all over this, just hounding it, looking for for anything and everything. And just that type of excitement, you know, is just a really powerful thing. It's a really great thing for the community. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm tickled pink. It's amazing.
1: I love the fact that they printed uh, something like Command Tower. You know, Command Tower is just a really cool land that everyone can use in their uh, in their multicolor commander decks.
0: Yeah, and, you know, not to... Well, maybe maybe to toot my own horn. Sure, why not? You know, I can pull uh, I can pull some self promotion here. Um, you know, on Monday Night Magic when the uh, Commander page went up and they had the 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 achievement cards, you know, it said you know cast your Commander with mana from your Command Tower. You know, I, you know, I correctly speculated that it was a land that just tapped for mana of your Commander's color identity.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a simple card. It's completely unplayable in any other format. I mean, I mean, you can put it in there, but it doesn't do anything. Because you have no commander other than in commander, right? And you know it—it's just something that just feeds right for the players. And the best part is, is that it's a common, right? Which doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's just the fact that that's also popper commander eligible, just like the icing on the cake.
1: And it, it's just such an elegant design. That was—it's such an obvious elegant design, and it's just perfect. It's perfect for what it does. It's awesome. Um, homeward path is another really cool one. Uh, just being able to gain control of your creatures.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that's, um, yeah, just to finish off the lands, cause there's only two. Right. The, uh, you know, when I, when I saw homeward path, you know, my, literally my, my first thought was, yeah, stick it to the blue mage. Yep. And then my second thought was, you know, making fun of Joey for loving blue. And then my third thought was, Wow. Could that be something I would throw in my junk sideboard so I can tutor it up with Knight of the reliquary and hose those gilded Drake decks <laughs> oh, interesting you know so it's just I mean just the fact that I ran a whole gamut of you know being you know it's like a card that i'll throw into my decks and I'm just super excited to have a mono green deck um, you know up through something like well, could this even actually be playable in legacy you know i you know I'm definitely not an expert and I won't and i won't uh, attest to that but um you know, it's just you know, just being able to make those thoughts is just you know, it's
1: it's really incredible to have a product like that. So you mentioned a commander that you specifically were really pumped about. Which one was that? And you want to talk about it?
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's not one of the commanders per se because all the technically the commanders of the decks are all the um, the new um, enemy color arcs or wedge colored creatures. But it's right. one that's in one of the decks. It's one of the new enemy colored legendary creatures, um, Bassandra Battle Seraph. I've been I've been really wanting to make a red white deck, but I, as much as I love aggro, I just didn't want to you know do the kind where I just dump goblins and soldiers and pump them and attack. You know, I kind of wanted something that let me mess around with people a little bit. You know, that's that's a little counterintuitive necessarily for, for red white. And um Sondra does that. You know, it lets me. You know, I talk about it in this week's serious fun um, went up on Tuesday, and I get to build this deck. You know, I'm, I'm visualizing this deck that I'll have like three weeks from now where I can just sit back and just kind of mess around with the board, you know, still doing really powerful stuff and still getting to attack and things, but, um, just making people like, kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I have a feeling people are going to forget that target creature attacks this turn of able ability until it like hoses them one too many times. And I get to like throw cool morphs in. So I get to mess around in combat, you know, and, uh, when you get stuff like, um, uh, karmic guide and some other things, so I can, so I can buy these creatures back. Like, like Boros guild mage, what other, what other creature where you want to be giving, like, haste and first strike just to mess with other people's creatures? Like, it's great. Like, people forget about those cards. And I'm really excited that, that I have a chance to actually
1: put them all together and, and now play with them. One, one of the cards that I'm really excited about um, is the Skullbriar, the Walking Grave. I just think that is the coolest design for a creature I've seen in a long time. Um, I'll, I'll read it real quick. Uh, It's a 1-1 zombie elemental for a green and black, and it has haste. Uh, When it deals combat damage to a player, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it. So it's kind of like a slith. Um, Counters remain on Skullbriar as it moves to any zone other than a player's hand or library. (laughs) I think that is the craziest card that I've seen in a long time. Um, I like the fact that it can potentially kill with general damage, um, and then it just grows into a bigger and bigger threat. The growth corresponds with its increased casting cost as a commander.
0: I think Strength of to Tujuru just found a card that it breaks.
1: Now, I'm really surprised about the price of By Master of Trest. Have you seen how much that thing's uh pre selling for. I heard it was at like fifteen last week. Yeah, fifteen is still where it is. But uh okay. that's just crazy that it's that much. So it's a two two uh legendary creature elf rogue for a blue, a green and one. And whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, that wow. Oh wow, that works for all opponents. Yeah. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, that creature's controller may draw a card. Wow, that's wild. But why is it 15? Do you think are people just picking it up uh, for commander or
0: I think the thought is is that it's um, playable in legacy. Like imagine like for example like like blue green murfolk and now your murfolk are unblockable thanks to Lord of Planist. Drop him down and just like refilled your hand through attacking. Um, I mean, I, I'm not exactly familiar with what speculation is causing that price. Um, I mean, Cold Eye Silky, you know, is a very similar card. It's you know one blue green hybrid, blue green hybrid for a two two. When it hits an opponent, you draw a card. Right. So I mean, I think um, I mean I think it's just the fact that it turns your entire team
1: into that is what's um, is what's making him you know look so good. So which of these generals do you think is the strongest one? Like, in terms of, like, as a general, which one do you think is the strongest?
0: If I had to poke, um, I would probably say, um, Riku of the Two Reflections seems pretty ludicrous. I mean, it's... I mean, the fact that you just get to copy, like, basically anything you're casting for a pittance of mana, you know, blue-red for any instant or sorcery, and Green blue for any creature. Uh, it just seems silly. It's like, yeah, I'll go ahead. Cast Woodfall Primus. Copy Woodfall Primus. Uh, sure, you know, it's just. Um, I, mean, it's, I mean, that's not even that absurd at that point. I mean, when you're copying things, I mean, the fact that you can, like, you can copy a Bane Fire that you leveled someone for two mana, or you can copy. Um, uh, what is it? Um, Retake two extra turns. I
1: hate Time the card. Stretch.
0: Yeah, I hate the card so much. It's like. It's like blackened out in my memory, um, but it's like yeah, time stretch. Oh, and just for two more mana, you take four turns. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean it's just it just gets it just gets a little absurd, like what what you can do because it's only two mana. Um, yeah, I mean the fact that it, the fact that it only copies things you cast is, I, I mean it's really not a legitimate reason for that that it's not powerful. Um, I mean because everything you want to cast is blue anyway. I mean, let's not lie. The best the best creatures are green. The best spells are blue, and you're just copying the best of both.
1: <laughs> seems okay, I guess. Yeah, it seems decent. I, it seems, um, seems playable. <sighs> yeah the the other
0: one that I really uh, that I really like, and I don't think she's getting enough um, justice, is Damia so- Sage of Stone. Yeah, yeah. She's the the four four Gorgon wizard. You know, Death Touch. Skip your draw step. Um, but at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have fewer than seven cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference. So she's um, ridiculous. You know, she, yeah, she does some really silly <laughs> things. Like she's a one card. She's a one card counter for um, Jin Gitaxius. In fact, she she's like a she's what Gin Gin, Gin, Gin should be. Like it's not hosing your opponents, but you're you know you're darn sure you've always got a full grip. And again, you're in blue you're in green, which means you have a full grip of probably the best creatures and spells at all times. <laughs> oh, and you're black, so if you have to, you know, if you if you discard anything or um, you know, you you, know, you your hand gets ripped apart, you know, you've got ways of, of rebuying that stuff anyway. You know, it's just a really good, flavorful
1: card that just gives you the gas right when you need it. My, my favorite one besides uh, Skullbriar the Walking Grave uh, in terms of just power level is Animar, Soul of Elements. Um, it's uh-huh. a It's a 1-1 for green, red, blue, legendary creature elemental. It has protection from white and from black, which is great. That's a lot of removal there. Um, Whenever you cast a creature spell, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Animar, and creature spells you cast cost one less to cast for each plus-one, plus-one counter on Animar. That seems kind of nuts with something like, I don't know, Glimpse of Nature, or, you know, any any number of things, really, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the... The one that jumps to my mind because, of course, Anamar has blue in his in his cost is uh, Palancron. It just got easier to combo off. Palancron is the seven mana creature okay. that it's from, uh, like versus Legacy. When it comes oh, yeah. to like, you, untap seven lands or, or five lands or whatever, but you can return it to your hand for two and two blue. So it's like huh, you get huh. a couple counters on Anamar, and it's literally just a one card. Whoop, infinite mana. You don't even need you don't even need lands that that add an excessive amount of mana to your mana pool. As long as you have you know, uh, enough blue mana, you can just start untapping and looping.
1: Here's a card uh, that's $10 for some reason pre-order on Star City. Um, it's Scavenging Ooze. It's a 2-2 two, two for a green and 1. It's an ooze. It's a rare. Tap a green. Exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on Scavenging Ooze and you gain 1 life.
0: Yeah, it's it's a graveyard hoser for mono green. Oh, and it just gets, like, insanely huge really quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty good. I'm just surprised at some of the prices of these singles. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I mean, a,
0: a lot of it's just, like I mean, it's the same as, you know, when most sets come out. Just a lot of excitement, a lot of demand for the new cards, you know. Uh, people are really unsure of when enough of the cards will be available, uh, you know, kind of... You know, my understanding based on, you know, the tweets and all the public information that, that everybody else, you know, kind of has access to is that, you know, that, that they're going to make – they're going to print more of these. You know, they're going to keep – as long as people keep buying them, they'll keep putting them out, you know, That's more cool. or less. So, I mean, I think that um, – I don't know if I would trade for Scavenging News at $10. bucks. i would kind of scratch my head. And,
1: and another example of uh, the prices being a little crazy is that Homeward Path – was nine ninety nine when I clicked on Scavenging Ooze, and when I went back, it was twelve forty nine.
0: Right, and I thought it was sold out, unless you know, mysteriously more copies of Homeward Path showed up. Six in stock, according to the site. Oh, okay, yeah, but I mean, it's it's probably for exactly the reason you know that I stayed. You know, it, it seems like you know if you're playing some sort of land tutor, yeah, you know, that seems like something you might want to grab in Legacy. You know, it's just a really good way of you know ripping up Sour Temptation, Gilded Drake. It just really messes with um, Velican Shackles. I was just like, "Whoop!" I'll take it back. You know that, that. Oh man! And it's repeatable with no mana cost. So I mean, it's 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 exactly the type of efficiency you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Shackles is seeing some play right now in some yep. of the more popular blue decks. Okay, so now we're uh, we're looking at the uh, visual spoiler here on uh, on DailyMTG.com and Card Image Gallery. The card see, image. Card
0: Image Gallery
1: that, the Card Image Gallery. Um, Sorry, Mr. Serious Fun. Uh, No, just kidding. (laughs) So we're just going to run down stuff, you know, we're just going to go look down the list and, you know, talk about the ones that kind of have us excited. So I think uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, uh, Kalia of the Vast. Uh, Kalia of the Vast is a 2-2 human cleric. For a red, a black, a white, and one, and it's flying. And whenever it attacks an opponent, you may put an angel, demon, or dragon creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking that opponent. If I'm not mistaken, some people online were kind of going, eh, it's kind of a dumb design, you know, kind of is a little too limiting. I think it sounds cool, though. I mean, I think that it would be fun to build a deck around this card.
0: I think somebody tweeted a, either tweeted about it or told me last week. But with red black, you can put down Rakdos, and because you didn't cast him, because you didn't actually declare him as an attacker, you don't have to sacrifice half of your non-demon permanence. But if you hit your opponent, they sure do. Wow,
1: that's that's so <laughs> awesome.
0: With uh, white black, you get to drop um, the Vindicate Angel, the Orzov Angel. You yes, know, um, yeah, it's just like whoop, Vindicate. Five five in your face, Angel of Despair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, <laughs> it's so nasty. You know, somebody was somebody was complaining about it. They are like, well, she's only a two two, so she's gonna die in combat. You know, the dies to dies to removal. It's like, I mean, you know, because dark steel plate and dark um, dark steel shield or a uh, shield of Cauldra, you know, isn't enough because um, you could also put you know just something really dumb on her like Slagworm armor. You know, now you've got a two eight. Is it really gonna die in the air?
1: Yeah, there's ways to protect it, for sure. Just as there are ways to destroy yeah. it, there are ways to protect it. Now, Nin the Pain Artist uh, is pretty neat. I think that Nin the Pain Artist is a funny name, because Nin stands for Nine Inch Nails um, in certain circles, so I'm surprised there isn't like double black in the casting cost. But it's a red-blue 1-1 legendary creature. It's of a Dalkin wizard. Uh, you pay X... Um, a red, a blue, and tap it. Nin the Pain Artist deals X damage to target creature. That creature's controller draws X cards. I remember the the combination somebody was talking about with this card. Um, Stuffy Doll. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's that's the obvious one. And then with blue, you know, once you kill your opponent and you've got, like, 20 cards in hand, you just bounce Stuffy Doll, cast it for a different opponent, and start all over.
1: Yeah, we talked about Riku. Riku's ridiculous. Um, Ruhan of the Formori is kind of just ophi and weird. I'm not a big fan. Tariel Reckoner of Souls is pretty cool, huh?
0: Some people were saying, like, the randomness part was throwing them off and, you know, because, you know, in, in Black you don't have ways of, of manipulating the graveyards and making it easier, you know. Like, Withered Wretch, you know, just get rid of anything that's not what you want to copy. Mm-hmm. Seems like a fine
1: plan. Yeah, I do that a lot in Balthor, because Balthor brings back all red and black creatures, so if there's anyone playing red or black creatures and have them in their graveyard, I just, like, kill the creature, get rid of the creatures, and then, you know, go off with Balthor.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you can even do things like, you know, like, if you're running um, Relic of Progenitus, you know, and, like, somebody's about to, like, Wrath, and, like, oh, the only creature you have is a, is a Primeval Titan. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and exile all graveyards.
1: And it has Vigilance, and it's got a, you know, huge toughness, so it seems like a pretty tough uh, creature to kill and a good way to, you know, put your opponents on a fast clock. I, I never kill I, with I wouldn't General call. F-
0: I wouldn't call four... Well, I guess I, I wouldn't call four damage, really, a fast clock, even in Commander.
1: Yeah, I mean... you
0: I know, mean, the, the creatures that you're grabbing from from other people, um, you know, because it's a permanent effect. It's not just, you know, until end of turn or, right. you know... It's, you know, it's random,
1: but it's straight up graveyard recursion, so. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't know what a fast clock is with a general. I never kill with general damage. (laughs) My general's a 2-2. He never attacks.
0: Yeah, see, I've almost killed people with general damage from Reese the Redeemed. (laughs) It was a 1-1 for 1, those of you counting at home. Um, Obviously, he had a little help, but... You know, I, I find general damage is a pretty sneaky way because some people forget, you know, they look at, you know, they look at your six power dude coming in and they forget that, you know, they're dealing with your your swarm of
1: creatures and the other dudes and you just need to hit them just enough. That's all it takes. Now, Now, speaking of generals that can kill with general damage really, really fast... Um, let's move right to this next card here. Vishkal Blood Arbiter, uh, costs four, one white and two black. It's a legendary vampire. Take that Baron Senjir. It's a five, five flying lifelink. Sacrifice a creature, put X plus one plus one counters on Vishkal Blood Arbiter, where X is the sacrificed creature's power. And then remove all plus one, plus one counters to to kill a creature. Basically, target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn for each plus one, plus one counter removed this way. That thing is
0: sick. Yeah, I I saw this guy and I immediately had a um, a very delicious dream about pairing him with uh, Geth, Lord of the Vault. You you could look at your opponent's graveyards and you're like, oh, like oh, sweet Primeval Titan, or even something really silly like sweet. Uh, Viridian emissary. You know, you steal it and then you get you know, you get the enters of the battlefield effector order, and then you can immediately throw it away to calvish And then when you have with Geth out because his ability is activated at instant speed, you can do it as many times as you have mana. Yeah. And so if you use um I'm trying to think you can't do it because um, it costs one black. You can't you can't cause an infinite circuit with um somebody else happened to have Priest of Gix, but if you you know, for, for if somebody else happened to have that, like the absurdity of you know, you you pay you pay three mana, get per, uh, four mana, you get Priest of Gix, you get three mana sacrifice, two counters and you can just keep cycling that, you know, for one additional mana. I would really be surprised if that happens, but somewhere, somewhere somehow, in the infinite games of magic that are about to happen that will happen,
1: and somebody's going to be an extremely giddy player. <laughs> I love this card. I, I I feel like building a deck around this. Um like this I, I I've I've always felt like I just wanted to keep the one EDH deck or commander deck. That's the first time I've said EDH this whole podcast, by the way, so that I deserve to be commended for that. I've always decided I just want to keep the one commander deck. Just because it's fun and I like collecting the, the foils for it and I don't like to get caught up on having too many different decks. Uh but these generals really have me excited to build uh you know something new Vishkal is just so sick and i want to build a deck around that
0: i wanted to point out something about Vishkal. um one of the things i like to always have in the commander deck is a sacrifice outlet just because you know i don't know there can be you know let's say um let's say a greedy blue mage who decides all your creatures are really theirs um it gives you a way of dumping them to the graveyard and at least getting them away from you know, those nasty control magic effects. Right. So this guy is literally a, you know, uh, an emergency exit on his own. Like somebody's trying to take him or, um, you know, like he's getting hit with a tuck effect, like the kind where it's like shuffle it into your library or put it on the bottom of your library. So, it, you know, it doesn't, it's not one of the two ways. Like if it's, if a commander is going to be exiled or go to the graveyard from anywhere that is your hand or in play or off the top of your library, you can choose to return them to the command zone. But if they're just getting shuffled into your library, that that's not an option. He nope. lets you sacrifice himself to his own ability, so nobody can really take him away. The eject button. <laughs> yeah, and, and as long as he's out, you know all your other creatures have that too. So, like somebody plays like um, like imagine this with like Living Death. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to play Vishkal. Okay, I'm going to play Living Death. In response to Living Death, I'm going to sacrifice all my creatures to Vishkal seems Seems like a dandy way to do it.
1: So, um, let's see. Zedru's interesting. I don't. I love the fact that it's a Minotaur monk. Um, <laughs> it's uh, one red, white, blue. Uh, it's a two four. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of permanents you own that your opponents control. And then you can pay red, white, blue. Target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. Um, Do you see any use for this? Because I can't.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the same things that would turn on, like, a Bizarre Trader deck or um, a Donate deck. Like, I'm going to play Illusions of Grandeur. Here, have this. So you pay the the cumulative upkeep, and when it dies, you lose 20 life. And in the meantime, I'm going to gain a life and draw a card for as long as you have. As long as you keep that up, you know, that, the class, that classic combo is still in effect. I mean, you can give stuff like, like brass bombshell, um, you know, other things that you can give away, like with bizarre trader, but then you can also give them stuff that, you know, like, like you want to run jinx title and, and commander, well, here's your commander for that. You know, <laughs> I'm going to play jinx title here, have this. And you just sit there. And if they don't, you know, if they don't give it back to you, you're going to gain life and draw a card. And if they do give it back to you, you just give it right back. It's like hot potato. Take it. <laughs> um, you can give away something that's really obnoxious to have. Like, um, for example, like if somebody if somebody has like like upkeep triggers that you know where it's like you know discard a card or sacrifice a creature or something like that. You can give them like you can run um, paradox haze and give it to them. I'm having trouble thinking of the options, but any anything that would be really obnoxious for you to have for yourself. You can just throw in there and give it to somebody else.
1: <laughs> Obviously, it seems like something you'd have to build around. Um, yeah. A bit, more, a bit more of a casual uh, commander, but it does yeah. seem fun. There are some options there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, she's the she's the commander of the political puppets deck. So, I mean, like, you can play nice with her and, like, give lands and creatures and, like, oh, you want to attack? Well, here's something, you know, at, at, right before your turn, oh, here's something that you can attack him with. Go ahead. Have it you know and like stuff like that you know you can you can mess around with the board but um building around her seems like uh a really fun a really fun
1: way to to um to have that like that punishing like i've got junk have it let's move on to these uh cards here uh, i like this new cycle uh with the join forces ability um yeah. let's go through let's let's go through let's skip around and go go through all of the join force forces cards yeah, uh, Because they're pretty neat, um, and I think they deserve to be mentioned together. Um, so, first one is Alliance of Arms. It uh, costs one white. It's a sorcery. Uh, it says, join forces. Starting with you, each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player puts X-1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens onto the bat- battlefield, where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. That just basically gives everybody a ton of soldier tokens, I think these are neat like uh, they they help everyone, so it seems like it would be tough to win with one of these cards
0: uh i I don't think that's the case I mean alliance of arms uh, i I just had this discussion um, last week at the card uh, my local game store, um, Dream Wizards in Rockville, Maryland. Somebody was like, Alliance of arms is awful it's the, it's the worst. it's like why would you why would you want everybody to have creatures? And I just go, um, Worm? Seems like a fine thing or like if you like if you get the tokens too, you can do something like, you know, if you've got like Butcher Malik here, you can just like set off this chain reaction of everybody sacrificing stuff. Um you know, you can feed like you know, like if you have Vishkal, you can just like feed them through Vishkal and you know, now you've got this absurdly huge guy everybody helped you pay for, and who cares if they have one one tokens, you're just going to black sun zenith for one and kill them all. Um you know, like it's you know the the join forces cards like you know they're they're interesting because there's this tension of you know helping everyone and there's definitely this idea of like well how can I use that to my advantage and creative players will definitely figure out some really absurd things to do um, by tricking an entire table into paying for join forces
1: <laughs>
0: like you know like I like I talked about the green one in my article you know a collective voyage you know where everybody everybody searches for basic lands. So right off the bat, that card makes me happy because the five-color player running, you know, 25 different dual lands is going to flip through the library and frown. Um, meanwhile, everybody playing real magic will go ahead and find some lands to put into play. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, like, you just need, like, just one landfall creature. Like, imagine this. Like, everybody's like, let's ramp out all, all the... All the, all the business, you know. If you just have Woodcrasher or Bailoth, which is the stupid uncommon from Zendikar that just gets, you know, plus four, plus four and trample when the land comes into play, you know, yeah, yeah. you drop six lands into play, you just got a 28-28 trampler <laughs> for probably, like, two mana, you know, until end of turn, of course, but it's just like, you know, you just need a little bit of ingenuity and, you know, a little bit of, you know, off-the-radar kind of, Anytime somebody plays a, just general multiplayer theory, anytime somebody plays a card that makes you, and you have to re- stop and read it and think about it, they're probably either doing it because that's like a pet card of theirs and they just like it, or it's going to do something really horrible to you. And um, you know, I you know, I'm looking forward to what Join Forces does. You know, I think there's, you know, it's a lot more than just, you know, it's a bad card that helps everyone. Well, it's probably going to be a good card that helps everyone.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of playing it and maybe paying two mana and someone, like, feeling like they need it more and paying a lot more, and then, like, where you just want to get as many creatures as you can or as many, you know, benefits of this card with, with paying the least amount of mana if someone else thinks it's going to help them too. It, it is a fun little head game to play. So we talked about the green one, Collective Voyage. They all cost one mana of their corresponding color, and that one puts lands into the battlefield tapped. Basic lands. Um, the blue one is Minds Aglow, uh, one blue, a uh, joint forces starting with you. Each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player draws X cards where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, something like underworld dreams seems like a spicy card to,
0: to punish opponents with because you're just going to dump all your mana into it anyway. Right. And if they're like, well, in for a penny in for a pound and, and it's just like just a cumulative punishment. Somebody might be a lot to the table. Um, Especially the player with high life is like, well, I've got, like, 50 life. I'll go ahead and make make everybody draw 10 cards. I'll take 10. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have 10 cards, you know. And if you do something like, and of course, like, Consecrated Sphinx just makes this card, you know, silly. But you can do something a little, a little more subtle, like Psychic Possession. You know, you skip your draw step. Whenever Enchanted Opponent draws a card, you may draw a card. So it effectively doubles the um, Collective Voyage
1: for you. Yeah, or you could use it with um, something like Mind's Eye. Yep. <laughs> Mind's Eye is, uh, is a pretty popular card in, in Commander. Um, I, hear, I hear it's okay. Yeah. What, what did you pay?
0: Cool, I've got five mana.
1: Boink. <laughs> five more cards. All right. Uh, it's pretty what sick. am I going to
0: do with all these cards? I don't know. Probably something mean.
1: Yes. Um, now, the black one is actually one that I want for my uh, Commander deck for Balthor. Shared Trauma. It's uh, one black. Sorcery, join forces. Starting with you, each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. Um, I want to use that to dredge myself into some of my tasty zombies that Balthor can bring back. And I usually have a lot of mana to sink into it, so that seems like a fun way to set up a pretty big turn from Balthor.
0: Yeah, I uh, when I when I when I saw this card, my first thought was just this horrific flash of somebody who plays Mind Slicer, and then before going off, they cast Sheer Trauma, then sacrifice Mind Slicer, so everybody's hands shredded, gone, and then use some sort of onboard infinite mana um, loop to make everybody mill their library into their graveyard, <laughs> then just passes priority and ends the turn and watches everybody die on their draw step because there's nothing left in their life. Draw. <laughs> I mean every you know I, I wouldn't say everybody but but a lot of players play with with creatures that shuffle back in, you know, when they when they're put into the graveyard, so right. like Darksteel Colossus they're all, you know the legendary Eldrazi, stuff like that they they go back but you know, if your tables playing fair and you decide not to, yeah, that's going to happen somewhere.
1: Where's the red one?
0: The red one isn't a 1 mana Sorcery, it's a uh, oh, mana wow. charge dragon. Um, it was my, it was oh, my yeah. card Yeah, you know, uh, two weeks ago. Um, and it's basically just like the diplomatic shotgun. It's like what the United Nations should be. It's like, all right, everybody, look, I've got this massive dragon. <laughs> it's four and red, red. It's a five, five flying trample. And when it attacks, you know, or blocks every, yeah, or blocks, which That's is, neat. which is just really silly for a dragon. Um, everybody can pay X, and it gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, which is, you know, the X paid. So it's like, all right, so who should die?
1: That's a really
0: cool card. Raise, raise <laughs> your hand raise your hand if Kenny, who's been milling all of us the whole game, should die. Everybody's <laughs> got mana? All right, let's do this.
1: Looks like everyone you know. has their hand up.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I wrote a bunch of different things. It's like, you know, and like you put something on it like um, Mage Slayer. So the best part is, is, it's they're both attack triggers. So you just stack them correctly. So you put, so you put Mage Slayer on first, then Join Forces. So everybody pumps their mana in, and then Mage Slayer just punches them in the face for that straight up. <laughs> it's just like I don't even have to deal damage to you. You're just taking twenty right now. Oh my god! Oh, and there's still a twenty-some dragon flying at you. <laughs> it's like the old text adventures. It's just like you know, like you. It's just this feeling of disappointment. Like, there is a dragon eating you. What do you do? And it doesn't matter what you type. The next output is die. <laughs> yeah, And the best part is, is it's in red. So, like, you can do, like, really goofy stuff like fling. You know, like, I didn't write about this in my article. But, like, the defensive deck where it's like, okay, help me. I got this thing flying. at me. let's kill it. You know, so people pile their mana in. And you're like, J slash K. I'm going to fling it at somebody. And they're going to die instead. Or berserk okay so it's, a, so it's a so so it's a twelve five cool it's twenty four five yeah it's a glass cannon i mean it, you it's know it's beautiful it pump it toughness it would be absolutely absurd, but I mean the fact that you can just like make this obscene you know cannon blast
1: of hellfire just boom you know that's uh, awesome I do love the ability for all the players to like team up on somebody who's been getting on their nerves the whole game or just really abusing them. I think that's a really, uh, a cool aspect of that card. Um, so I guess the next thing we should talk about are the vow cycle because there are, there is a cycle of new enchantments, um, and they're vows and, um, they each have similar casting costs and they do similar things. So the first one's vow of duty. It's a white and two, Um, Enchanted Creature gets plus two, plus two, has Vigilance, and can't attack you or a Planeswalker you control. So, with that card, obviously, you can either put it on one of your creatures to enhance it, or you can put it on your opponent's creatures if they have a creature that's, you know, maybe something you don't want attacking you, but is good to have around to kill your opponents. You can slap this on one of their creatures and... Protect yourself while uh, even making that creature harder to deal with for your opponents. Do you like this cycle? I've heard a lot of good things coming from people.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's creature removal in every color that makes sense. It feels good, you know. It feels really good in a multiplayer environment. You know, it's creature removal, but you don't feel bad for ha- it. You know, it's not like a pacifism or an arrest where you do just sits there and it's like, okay, well, this is worthless now. But you can continue to do stuff with them. You just, you know, it's just a little more narrow. Um, and it gets better at doing, you know, the combat stuff. Um, but what you know one of the one of the really subtle things that I like about this cycle is it's one of those no sirs to blue mages because you can put it on your own creature as a buff, but it's also insurance against stuff like control magic. Because what's the point of stealing a creature if it can't attack a player? Right. You know, it can't come back to bite you. You know, you can play primeval titan, throw Vile of Wildness on it, you know, it's completely unnecessary. You know, so to say, but somebody can't take that primeval titan and start whacking you over your own head with it, mm-hmm. which is probably the most like demoralizing thing
1: I can think of for a uh, for for a lot of new players to get killed by their own creature that they like spent three cards to get out a turn faster or something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like, oh, cool, I've got this dude. No, 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 I've got this dude, and you're losing. Like, wow, did that just happen? Yep.
1: Yeah, that's you know, that's why I love the card Enslave because it's like, yeah, not only is your creature killing you, but the creature's also just dealing damage to you every time I have an upkeep.
0: Well, Enslave's great because they brought it back in New Phyrexia, and it's just like, oh, that dude has Infect. Cool, I'll take him. It
1: makes me mad uh, that they brought it back, not because I don't like the card; I love the card, but because I have a, It took me a long time to find a foil one from uh, Planar Chaos. And this art is so much cooler. Now I have to get a foil of this one. <laughs> like, that art was great, but this art is, like, some of the most awesome-looking art I've seen on a Magic card. So, it's, it's a little frustrating. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, the art's getting better, and I like it more. Oh, what will I do? I mean, the whole thou cycle, I mean, the, the, the blue one, um, you know grants the creature flying, the black one grants intimidate, the red one grants for strike, you know, and the green one grants trample, um, and plus three, plus three. Yeah, the green one, of course, gets the creature a little bit bigger to hit harder, but, um, you know, they all work the same way. Right. So. right it's just a really, really clever, really clever way of getting that removal in there, um, with having that feel-good effect.
1: Definitely. I, I, like, I like the cycle a lot. Earl the Miststalker has some more toys to play with here. Like he needed them. I know, right?
0: <laughs> None of these toys are even really that good for Earl. I mean, possibly Val of Wildness. You know, it's three mana. You get plus five, plus five. But, I mean, even then, like, you know, they're way better
1: enchantments to throw on. Like, Rancor is probably 100% better. Sure. In that case. Val of Duty doesn't seem bad. Giving him Vigilance seems like... Yeah, I mean. that's
0: probably... I would probably say that's probably the best one for Earl. Um, so that way you can just play, you know, offense and defense... Right.
1: and yeah, you're yeah. going to want defense. Yeah, because everyone's going to want to kill you right away. Um, so, yes, yeah, so those are the two new cycles. Are there there weren't any other cycles, were there? Not that I noticed. Start talking about some cards you want to talk about. Is there anything else that's got you pretty pumped? I think Soul uh, Snare is pretty great.
0: Yeah, I, that was the first one that I keyed into. I was just looking at it, about ready to say that. the The thing about Oblivion Ring is that you know, blue Green ring and journey to nowhere is that you've got to call your shot in advance. And then it sits there kind of as a liability. It's a, it's the lean and relic warder problem. Like it's great, you know, for two mana, you, you, you've got removal on a stick and limited sweet. But then if that die as well, it just undid everything, you know, um, from personal experience, um, uh, putting slash Panther underneath of that is not a good idea. I would, uh, I would try to avoid that. Like, Soul Snare, you know, it's like, it's a super cheap enchantment. You know, you can slip it down, one white mana, and it just sits there. And basically, it's, it's Seal of, it's, it's Seal of Swords.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, it's better
0: than Seal of Swords, because it's basically, um, I mean, it's almost Seal of Swords. It has a one white mana activated ability, but I would not be surprised if it started as, you know, Seal, you know, Seal of, Seal of Path to Exile type effect. You know, just one mana, and you can just park it there and sack it when you needed it. Yeah, you know, it's really like a metal crafted dispatch. It just gets rid of it. You know, although it has to be attacking you or a planeswalker you control. You know, I mean, really, like it's just one of those cards that you know, it's like that old school, um, you know, multiplayer term- terminology. You know, it's a rattlesnake card. It's like, you know, don't don't come
1: at me. You know, it just tells you know tells your opponents to send their business elsewhere. I always liked um, Executioner's capsule a lot for the same reason. Yeah, um, about a year ago or whenever that was uh, standard legal. Now, sitting right next to that on the visual spoiler here, Martyr's Bond. (laughs) That's a pretty sick card. It's kind of a Grave Pact for white. It's like Grave Pact's trainer.
0: It's like someday Grave Pact, you'll be able to make people sacrifice things. Like enchantments.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, It's two white and four. It's an enchantment. Um, Whenever Martyr's Bond or another non-land permanent you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a permanent that shares a card type with it. Um, so there, there's gotta be some sort of sick way to abuse that, um, probably involving Revelark. Revelark?
0: It's probably a good start. I mean, Revelark into body double is a pretty good loop to wipe the board unnecessarily. (laughs) Um, I mean, you get to do stuff like, you know, like it turns all of your evoke creatures into edicts, global edicts, you know, um, I mean, just like it does with, um, you know, all the normal stuff, but it also has some really cool interactions with, like, artifacts that sacrifice themselves. Like, imagine this. Like, you're playing, um... I mean, even something really silly, like Gremlin Mine, or, um, like, one of the, uh, like, Chromatic Star, which, like, draws you a card. Well, not only are you, you know, you're replacing the card that you lost, but everybody has sacrificed, like, their Sword of War and Peace.
1: <laughs> or their
0: Dark Steel plate. You know, it's just, like, completely... Soul Ring. Yeah, it's like, oh, sweet Soul Ring. Well, I've got this, uh... <laughs> Wayfarer's bobble. I guess I guess, I guess. that's fair, right?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: You know, I mean, it just turns anything like, like Vishkal or anything that has, you know, now you have a sacrifice outlet for it, you know, into something, you know, absurd. Like, imagine Martyr's Bond with Ib, Halfheart, um, Goblin Tactician. So suddenly now you have a, a dude that lets you sacrifice all your lands to have a board full of goblins, and you just Armageddon simultaneously. Jeez, <laughs> Like, I mean, just, you know, like, I mean, obviously you can't use, use Martyr Spawn in an Ib half-heart, you know, commander deck, but in a red-white deck where you could set that up, you know, and you've got, like, Kiki-Jiki-type combos going on, like, okay, I'm going to Kiki-Jiki Ronom Unicorn, so I'll sacrifice Ronom Unicorn, destroy, you know, somebody else's enchantment, and everybody sacrifices a creature, you know, like, you can just copy, you just copy creatures like that, you know, over and over with Kiki-Jiki, you know, in a red white deck with martyrs bond, you know, it just, I mean, there's so many silly abusable things that can be done. You know, I'm, you know, I, am less excited by this card than I think I was when I started talking. <laughs> now I'm kind of disturbed.
1: It's <laughs> like, Oh my God, all of the possibilities. I hate this card now. <laughs> and,
0: um, you know, and, and this was, um, Noel, de, uh, Noel, de, uh, Cordova's, uh, preview article last week on, um, you know Magic the Gathering, so I'm, I'm sure he's uh, got some ideas in there. Um, I didn't take a, didn't take a close look, unfortunately, but um, you know, check that out and see um, see kind of the the stuff that he cooked up with, because he just took it for general. I mean, all of these cards, you know, we talk about them in Commander cases or like situations that we think of in Commander, but all of these cards are just Magic legal. So like, when you get the Commander decks and like you start, to, people start to take them apart and people start to trade for like multiple copies of Martyr's Bond, you know, and they're just gonna make this absurd black white. You know everything that you ever loved in your deck is now being sacrificed every turn. Uh, You know multiplayer punishment deck. Um, I mean, they're all legal for just general multiplayer, and most of them are going to be really good for that, obviously.
1: Yeah, and uh, and they're also legal in eternal formats like Legacy and Vintage. Um, And it's a good segue (laughs) into our next card, Uh, Flusterstorm. Flusterstorm costs one blue. It's an instant. It's a rare. Counter target instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays one, and it has storm. So, that's a pretty awesome card. I guess it at minimum co- uh, is counter target instant or sorcery unless the controller pays two, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean it's it's basically um, spell pierce at that
1: point, right? But I mean later on in a counter war, you know what I mean? It can it can be even, you know, more it, useful.
0: Yeah, I mean it ramps up to to be a hard counter in a you know kind of a back and forth or they they're casting multiple things. I mean it, it you know it can be it can be useful against like you know somebody like yeah you know, I'm I'm tr- I'm just trying to think of where its specific niche is and why it would be more useful than something else. I mean like against like a mono red deck or any deck that casts you know multiple spells, like somebody going like trying to chain off with um you know multiple um you know cabal rituals and tutors. You know, like Ad Nauseam Tendrils, you know, it gives you an extra hard counter in there for just one blue mana. Right. Um, but, you know, there there aren't too many situations where, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of where this card specifically, you're going to want it more than Spell Pierce in a deck. You know, because I feel like Spell Pierce gives you 90% of what this card does.
1: And Spell Pierce takes care of Jace, where Flusterstorm does not. Right. Um, and that is something that needs to be taken seriously in Legacy at this point. Uh, Jace is starting to peak, uh, peak up more and more in decks. Um, yeah. and, and
0: obviously, you know, obviously there's, there's definitely going to be a lot to be said about these cards, you know, and so I'm going to be, I'm going to keep tuned to all of the, you know, all of the, uh, articles coming up in the next few weeks, you know, talking about these cards. So, you know, I'm just not familiar enough with the format to know exactly where this card, why this card is being valued the way it is. Cause there's definitely, a use, somebody thinks there's a use for it somewhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't i don 't doubt that um, it's a pretty exciting card um, i'm sure people will be testing it at least in legacy but I guess uh moving on here uh, I really like this card a lot um spell crumple uh two blue and one it 's an instant it's an uncommon uh, and it's just it's basically um hinder right is hinder the one that you could put the spell on top or bottom of the library
0: yeah it, it's basically hinder commander but it 's fair because spell spell crumple goes to the bottom of the library instead of the Graveyard where it can be recurred a lot easier.
1: Right, that is true. I guess I guess that is something people do a lot with hinder. Is that I don't I haven't seen that much, but uh, is that something people do?
0: Yeah, I mean I've seen people run the mnemonic wall, and they can clone the mnemonic wall, and they can just keep tucking anything obnoxious away. Um, you know, especially you know especially in conjunction with like um, Leyline of Anticipation or Orrery, um where they can cast those things and get. You know, hinder back at instant speed. Um, you know, I, I'm just surprised that this that this spell you know wasn't in. Um, I mean, it is in Commander because it's you know it's probably the most frustrating thing that can happen is that you know, you ramp up your mana, you're ready to cast your seven mana Commander. You know, it's going to help you get back in the game. You're running behind and. You know, for three mana, the, you know, just like every other time everywhere else in Magic, the Blue Mage just throws one little card in there and you can't even play your Commander again because it's in your library. <laughs> like, wow. Like, bone to you, try again.
1: Yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I, like, I like having abilities like this um, in general in formats like Commander because sometimes people just. Do really broken things with their with their uh, commanders.
0: Yeah, I mean, like if you need to break like uh, like a arc chain or something like that, like the revel arc body double loop. Um, you know, the only way to do that is to rip the arc away when it's being hardcast the first time, right. and um, you know, tuck it away. Uh, you know, you can break stuff like um, like somebody who's trying to go off and copy. You know, take like infinite extra turns. You know, breaking that, keeping them from taking extra turns, and having them, you know, forcing them to, to have to have the the tutor in hand, um, you know, things like that definitely um, are useful. But ninety nine percent of the time, when I see a hinder, it's on somebody's commander, just because it's just such a it's such a blowout. You know, it gets rid of that really big source of of card advantage for you know for a player. You know, because when you can, you know, when I can play Reese over and over, you know, by the time you know I can play replay Reese the fourth time and even then he only costs um seven mana. So I mean it's like it's really easy for me to keep pounding out with my general and doing what I do. And if somebody hinders him it's just you know it really puts a kink in my plan.
1: Sure. And there's a lot of
0: uh there's a lot of commander decks that are built around their commander like that.
1: I want to talk about one or two more cards and give you a chance to talk about any other cards you might want to talk about. Sure. Um just a couple more for my uh for my commander deck. Um <laughs> Going into the black cards here, uh, we've got Sewer Nemesis. Sewer Nemesis is a black and three, it's a horror, it's a star-star. As Sewer Nemesis enters the battlefield, choose a player. Sewer Nemesis's power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in the chosen player's graveyard. Whenever the chosen player casts a spell, that player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Now, this card is great for my Balthor deck, because I can just choose myself, because usually I have the most creatures (laughs) in my graveyard, or most cards in my graveyard as anyone else. Add something like Sensei's Divining Top into the mix, and I can set it up so that every time I'm casting a spell, I'm putting a creature into my graveyard. (laughs) Uh, Which just allows me to do more and more broken things with Balthor, and therefore have more fun. Um, Talked about shared trauma for basically the same reason, just being able to kind of dredge into my graveyard. And the last one I want to talk about is Siphon Flesh. Siphon Flesh is a black and four. It's a sorcery. It's an uncommon. Each other player sacrifices a creature. You put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield for each creature sacrificed this way. That card is just, like, someone had to had sent me a message uh, on Twitter, was like, did they make this card just for your Balthor deck?
0: I mean, I've, I've had a couple guys at the, the card shop like talk about this already, and it, yeah, it's just a a hilariously awesome card.
1: Now, I actually had one more I want to talk about, but I'm sure you probably wouldn't mind talking about it, too. So why don't you talk about it? Uh, Avatar of Slaughter. Tell oh. us about this card. Tell us about Avatar of Slaughter there, Adam. Oh,
0: man. Avatar of Slaughter is like bacon-wrapped-in-chocolate-wrapped-in-bacon-wrapped-in-chocolate. Bacon <laughs> you know, it's six and... You know, it's, it's, it's just a... It's, it's an absurd commander creature. Like, this, this creature belongs nowhere else except on, you know, in a commander game making everybody sweat bullets and just look at their boards and go, oh, snap. Um, you know, it's six and double red for an avatar. Uh, an 8-8. And it's got the simplest one line of rules text. All creatures have double strike... And attack each turn if able. And man, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm getting the goosebumps. I'm thinking like, you know, I really wish I had something in my crush deck that would just make everybody go nuts and like throw their creatures away with wild abandon. And you know, and then they printed Avatar of Slaughter, and it's just like, wow. I wish, you know, I, you know, I wish I hadn't taken apart my crush deck because I would totally ram him in there and tutor him as early and as often as possible, <laughs> you know, like brutalizer X-Arc and fierce empath. Like, okay, I'm going to go get this guy and I'm going to cast him. Is anybody going to kill him? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like he, he just paints a huge target, but it's just like, you know, you want to make combat relevant in commander. He does it in one shot. And, um, you know, the fact is, is that you know, all creatures have double strike in the deck. So you have an eight-eight double striker of your own with him. <laughs> you know, I mean, as the picture shows, I mean, he towers over a battlefield full of creatures, and he's got two giant swords for hands. <laughs> Do you, he, he's he's so awesome. He has he has like angelic swords floating around his head. Probably from the masses of angels that he slaughtered on his way to being the avatar of slaughter. <laughs> you know, if you really want anything else from a creature,
1: no. Here, here, here's what he is. He's, he's filet mignon, wrapped in bacon, wrapped in cream cheese, wrapped in bacon, wrapped in chocolate, wrapped in more bacon. Stuffed in the jalapeno. <laughs> Amen, brother! Damn!
0: Oh, and and just for just for giggles, of course, his flavor text is a quote from Bassandra.
1: Why not? So th- I, I'm surprised again. Another card I'm surprised by the price of Chaos Warp. Yep. You want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, it's a uh, tuner for an instant, um, which is which is really really unusual for this ability. Um, but its owner of target permanent shuffles it into his or her library, then reveals the top card of his or her library if it's a permanent card, he or she puts it onto the battlefield. Um, and so it's this really weird intersection of three effects. You've got the the warp world chaos type effect where you're, you know, polymorph type thing where you're swapping one thing in play for something else at random. Um, you're getting uh, the, the tuck effect where you're taking something that's in play and more than likely you're making it something that, that's not as horrible. I mean, like... Can't, like, somebody else is, has, uh, you know, Avatar of Slaughter, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure chaos warping, that's probably a fine idea, and nobody's going to counter your chaos warp. Um, but the third thing that's going on here is that it's cheap instant. You know, it's basically a three-mana, you know, it's not exile, it's not, you know, removed from the game, but it's pretty darn close for, for all intents and purposes. So you can, um, you know, for a mono-red deck, just to have this unbelievable answer, like, Oh, you've got an Indestructible Eldrazi. Point, go away. Um, you know, Darksteel Colossus, Blightsteel uh, Colossus. Just these these indomitable things that red really didn't have a way of addressing now has a really clever um, way of doing it. And even better, it says Target Permanent. So it's one of the very few cards in red that can get rid of enchantments. That's
1: exactly what I was waiting to say, yep.
0: And it's just it's just like, you know, if, if you're looking for a card that's probably an auto-include in mono-red and really red-heavy... Um, commander decks, or just in multiplayer red decks in general. Like, you need to get rid of a warship? This does it. You need to get rid of uh, some goofy you know, like Norn's Annex, or um, collective restraint? God forbid, I hate that card. You know, (laughs) boom, it's gone. You know, it's one of the very few ways of doing that, and um, it's unbelievably cheap. And an instant. You know, it's the perfect card for it.
1: Yeah. That's that's nuts. I, I didn't, like, as you were talking about the card, I realized why, like, it's priced the way it is on star city because it is targetable enchantment removal in mono red. Yep. That's brilliant in a way. I mean, (laughs) even,
0: even something like wild swing was printed with this clunky non enchantment clause on it. Right. You know, and, and that destroyed something at random. You know, this is as close to red vindicate red, whatever you want to call it that you'll get.
1: It seems like a lot of the cards in red that they printed are, uh, really meant to gang up on the opponents that are really making you angry. Like Death by Dragons. <laughs> you got Death by Dragons. Each player other than target player puts a 5-5 five, five red dragon creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Those players all point and laugh at target player. Is that what it says at the end there? No, oh, that's it, the flavor text. Never mind. Uh, um, no,
0: I mean, the, the image I'm looking at, it says, you know, these players must laugh at target player.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, then I guess it does say that. Yeah, it
0: says it right there. Let's talk about one more card in red that, um, you know, that, that just, oh, man, just made me smile. Stranglehold. Yes. It's a uh, three and a red for an enchantment, <laughs> and it's got the best rules text ever printed on any magic card in the game. This rules text is better than the rules text on Black Lotus. <laughs> Your <laughs> opponents can't search libraries. If an opponent would take an extra turn, would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. So it it does a whole bunch of really goofy things. Um, it shuts off the people that, you know, like me that just run every tutor under the sun and just go and find, you know, silver bullet answers for anything that they can, they can see. Um, you know, which is obnoxious in commander just because of the shuffling. You know, when somebody's topping every turn, that's, that's already rough enough. And now you're going to go ahead and tutor and then re, you know, and then retop. top. Come on. Um, you know, but the fact that that stranglehold, the, the wording would begin an extra turn that player skips instead it's a replacement effect so unlike uh, like other things which would like counter like you know if an opponent would like cast spell counter that spell or you know something like that like a like a pyroblast you know this lets your opponent try to take infinite turns and if like you have like Vildek and Ori you can just slip that into play and like laugh at them you know <laughs> you, you get to shut off that whole um you know, the whole, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and play Beacon of Tomorrows, and then shuffle my library, and then I'm going to planar portal it, and, you know, it, it shuts that engine off. For at least as long as a blue player will let a permanent stay in play.
1: It's, it's cool that they printed a card that does that. I like the fact that they, like, kind of printed some answers to commander problems in these sets.
0: And, um, and of course, the flavor text just seals the entire, you know, magical package uh, the correct answer to a barbarian's riddle is to choke on your cleverness and die. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I kind of want that on a shirt, you know.
1: So when's your, when's your birthday?
0: <laughs> July 2nd.
1: There you go. Listen to that, everybody. That's what you got to get Adam staborsky for his birthday. Someone's got to get him a shirt that says the correct answer to a barbarian's riddle, riddle is to choke on your cleverness and die. Um, somebody, somebody make that happen, please. Um. Black shirt, white lettering You said triple X? Yep Triple X, please make it happen Jeez (laughs) Anyway, uh, we've taken a lot of time here So, events coming up this weekend Um, We have GP Kansas City uh, Which is a limited event Um, I think that's the only uh, Big event There's a Wizard World uh, Philadelphia Comic Con Going on this weekend Um, There's some sort of magic tournament going on there But I can't remember which one it is Uh, Next weekend is the Star City Games Open Series in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, which I will definitely be at. Also, this weekend, I forgot to mention, is the Community Cup, uh, which Wizards holds every year. Uh, Do you know a little bit about that? I don't know too much about that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a a multi-day, multi-format event. It might actually be running um, this week and should be wrapped up by the weekend. That um, that might actually be the case, but um, it's... uh, Basically, it's something for the whole community to watch. It celebrates Magic Online, which is uh, entering its ninth year, uh, or has entered its ninth year. I guess the celebrations are coming up. Yeah, in the fall. Um, I am right. So it's coming up on nine years. Uh, you know, everybody, um, everybody in the community should be watching closely uh, for, through Magic Online, just because there's so, there's some great prizes to be had if the community team wins, and uh, if Wizards wins, well, you still get a free, sweet alternate art. Promotional Darksteel Relic, um, but yeah, log into Magic Online, uh, check out Daily MTG. All the information will definitely be be up just like previous years. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that Nate Price is um, you know long time, uh you know longtime coverage guy is doing the coverage for the Community Cup, and he is a hilarious guy. He's uh, amazing to read. Um, so if you you know if you're looking for a more of a laid back thing to follow along with and um, get some heads up on what's being played you know in the modern format. Uh, You know, the the quasi-test format, you know, fun format deal uh, that they've put up for the Community Cup. You'll definitely want to check that out and uh, see all the information that they'll they'll have for that.
1: So, I guess that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, uh, Adam, for joining us. Always a pleasure. Is there anything you wanted to say closing up? Yeah. uh,
0: You know, if you guys guys don't mind following along with... uh, With uh, random magic antics and uh, you know cube theory, Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore stibs s t y b s, Uh, and you can catch me um, you know each week on MagicTheGathering.com, GatheringMagic.com, especially with the community cube. Uh, You know, check that out this week and and over the next few weeks, uh, you know, provide some feedback, vote, get involved. You know, it's definitely uh, something for community. So that's all we got for this week.
1: We are YomtG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing.